0: is perfect. As you question your mind, this becomes more and more obvious. Mind changes, and as a result, the world changes. A clear mind heals everything that needs to be healed. It can never be fooled into believing that there is one speck out of order. Please look at the screen or the front of your program and affirm with me and the rest of us. It is my divine right to live, to love, and to laugh abundantly. Today, I ensure this right by being a giver to life, always and in all ways. Yay! again. i very for it, Thank <laughs> you for it, honey. And for your reading. So I feel like the service has concluded. Did you get it? Can you get a sense of it? Like what have you heard already? I am light. I am light. We are all one. What else? We're in service to the one, expressing as the one. We're in service to one another as self, as the one. We have the divine right to live abundantly, to live joyously, to give abundantly, to give joyously. And we have a choice in it. So, what are we waiting for? Permission. (laughs) Yeah. What what are you (laughs) waiting for? Like permission, permission granted. Not just permission granted. Dare you, I dare you, I double dog dare you (laughs) to put a little love in your heart. And if it's medicine, if love is medicine, then increase the dose to continue to put a little love in our hearts. So let's get real about it then. So we've got Thanksgiving coming up. Ooh, the holidays. Aren't you just dying to run home to your parents? No, is the answer. How could we, how could we explain that? What would it be like to go home to those families if we didn't have a story about them if we had amnesia about them if we simply met them as a human being with their own lot to bear their own cross to bear their own pain suffering stresses their own experience is that they too, like you, like me, have had a full experience of the human phenomena, the depth of pain, the height of joy, of successes, of failures, of dreams come true, of dreams lost. So they are human beings in the full of the human phenomena, in the full of a human spectrum like me, like you, How would you meet them differently if you just met them as a human being? How would you treat them differently? Now, if you go home and do this, they'll think you're on a new medication. (laughs) Or that you've started to meditate again. (laughs) This would be a good thing. You can tell them the truth. I'm on a new medication it's called clarity it's called integrity it's called free will it's called I made a choice that I cannot change what is Shucks. but I can choose how I relate to what is all the power in the universe resides within me to make a choice about how I'm going to relate to what is so the work I'm doing the work I facilitate the work you're called to I believe or you wouldn't be in these seats did you notice something compelled you to come today like you didn't even want to (laughs) you had other plans for today (laughs) but something compelled you to come something's compelling us to transform this to to break through this to not accept this small diminished limited way of being to to accept suffering as a cloak to break through that to transform and to transcend that and although the work is called loving what is let me be clear that I do not love what is very often I seldom even like what is however I am not a victim to what is. I am no longer hostage to what is. And in that space is liberation. In that space is transformation. In that space is transcendence. So do I love what is? Not always. Am I a victim to what is? No. So in the middle, there's some balance in the balance that is reality, that accepts the alpha and the omega. Sometimes people care, sometimes they don't. Have you noticed? Sometimes you care, sometimes you don't. What if you were guiltless about that? What if you were shameless about that? Would that be okay with you? That after today you were guilt free have you had enough guilt to last you the rest of your life
1: <laughs> have you had
0: enough shame to last you the rest of your life That if you made a choice about that today that yes I accept it's not an or thing it's an and thing I care and I don't they care and they don't I'm kind I'm also unkind at times. I'm generous at times, I'm withholding at times. Can you get a sense of it? Now, in that, so let's see if we got that little or thing up there, Dan. Um, Where does life come in? So what happens in you when you're expressing kindness for example? What's your experience when you're expressing kindness? Feels better. Feels good. Expansive? Joyful. Joyful? When you're expressing kindness, when you're expressing caring, what's your, what's your demonstration? What's your experience of that? Then what happens when you are experiencing and expressing unkindness. What does it do for your spirit? Describe it. Down. What else? Tense. Tense. Tight. Heavy. So these are indicators. These are like little compassionate wake-up calls that go, sweetheart, wake up. You're in a nightmare. <laughs> You have a choice. Choose again. One hurts, one doesn't. One is intense suffering, one is less suffering. And to the degree that we can accept that, that it's not an or thing, so I'm not loving or caring, I'm not loving or unloving. I'm loving and unloving. I'm caring and uncaring. This is good news. Guess what? So are they. Now, how do you react to them when they're unkind to you? We'll call this section true confessions. (laughs) Don't be spiritual. Be honest. How do you react when they're being unkind to you? Say it out loud angry, angry. Defensive. Defensive. defensive, revenge, revenge. <laughs> retaliation, withdrawal, shut down, sadness, disappointment, despair, pitifulness, powerlessness, affronted, appalled. <laughs> and then, Oh, so dramatic. Can you believe it? You'll never believe what she did. So take your right hand and hold it up and spread it out big. This is our chance to let the victim express. Can you believe it? That's what we're dealing with anytime we don't get what we wanted then when they we believe and think they're unkind we treat them in kind we retaliate we disappointed we're sad frustrated angry irritated frustrated ad infinitum while we claim we want a kind world While we sing and pray, I am light. While we sing and pray, I am one. While I sing and pray, I am divine. I am teaching them a lesson about kindness. (laughs) That is perpetuating unkindness, perpetuating the very thing in the world I claim I want to end. Loco. This is good news. That's the way we've been doing it for 2,000 recorded years. Archaic, worn out, would you say? So, if we don't circuit break this, intervene, exercise the divine right to choose and to choose again, and to choose again. And through our spiritual practices, through our spiritual disciplines, to recondition mind, to accept that it's and, not or. So then when somebody shows up as unkind, and you understand it's not kindness or unkindness, it is kindness and unkindness, how would you relate to their unkindness? when they show up as unkind, if you accepted the whole of the spectrum, more compassionately, with love in my heart, with understanding, with tolerance, with grace. What else? See if you can answer this for yourself. If you were not affronted, if you were not shocked by somebody's, showing up and expressing unkindness, how would you relate to it? Say it out loud. With gratitude. With With patience. I would have more patience. I'd have more humility. If I was believing what they were believing, I'd be doing the same thing. I know what it feels like to be unkind. That's the shape they're in. So then how could you relate to it if you were more compassionate, more understanding, more grateful, more humble? Balanced centered on solid ground, less affected, on course, like if we're a little airplane and these winds blow, we continue to adjust, it's like we could adjust quickly. I have a destination in mind, it is kindness, have an intention set to be kindness. And will I get tempted and taunted and torn and blown by the winds of life? Yes, there's no shortage of curriculum. (laughs) No shortage of opportunities to presence ourselves. No shortage of opportunity for spiritual practice. So who would you be if you accepted your own humanity. At peace, peace. get a sense of it. I'd be able to serve. I would serve generously, abundantly, out of the fullness, out of gratitude. Would you be if you had no velcro for shame <laughs> if no shame could stick to you what would that be like a lot happier freedom. freedom get a sense of this of what this would be like who would you be if you had no velcro for guilt lighter, lighter much lighter, light being. How would you live your life if you were, had no susceptibility, no vulnerability toward guilt? So now they're still gonna guilt you because we've taught them to to do that. We've taught them what we'll do if they guilt us just the right amount. (laughs) So we install the buttons. What if your buttons were deactivated? So they're still pushing the button and it's not activated. It's Neutral. Calmer. More relaxed, which leaves us more resilient, innovative, healthier. resourceful, healthier, more at ease. This be okay with you? Yes. Have an easier life? Less suffering. Yes. So some of you, I notice, can't answer because the mind's got a hold of you. It's just like, well, wait, you don't have my family. You don't know what I've lived through. It's like, <laughs> exactly. And you're choosing. And That's the bind. That's how it wants to hold us in there. Don't give up the drama. Don't give up the pain. Who would I be if I were fearless? Who would I be if I were pain-free? Who would I be if I took the victim cloak off? Who would I be if I stopped speaking about that again? What story would I tell? What would I create? What would you create if you made different choices? So um, have you got the phrase, Dan, about um, The paradox of the or. Um, So think about then, somebody in front of you, a situation where they typically push your button. Now they're not going to be different, but you are. Get a sense of what that would feel like. They're the same, they're the same knucklehead you however have transformed what it would be like to be in that same situation and what it would be like to accept that we have no acceptance of the tyranny of the or not caring or uncaring but caring and uncaring so I can no longer be affronted I can no longer be shocked that somebody is rude. (laughs) Of course they're going to be rude. So instead of, oh, they're rude, it's of course they're rude. Of course they were impatient. Of course they're demanding. Of course they're manipulative. Of course they're needy. Of course, they'll criticize me. Of course, they'll give me advice, unsolicited. Of course, they'll tell me what to do. Can you get a sense of it? What would it be like to receive it as that? No different than you wouldn't go out and say, I don't want the wind to blow. I don't like the wind. I'll have nothing of it. What is the wind's response to you? Sorry for your luck. (laughs) You do not direct the universe. Wind will blow. So then you can be mad at the wind, victimized by the wind, or in accordance, in atonement, in alignment with the wind that accepts the wind on its terms. Then you can take sensible, intelligent action in relationship to the wind, or the rain. And we put our demands out about the rain. It better not rain on Saturday. It better not rain on my wedding day. It better not get my precious hairdo wet. And what does the rain say? (laughs) I am rain. Rain does what rain does. So they are human beings going to do what human beings do. If I can't be shocked by it, victimized by it, then I can take sensible, intelligent, resourceful, innovative action. I can relate to it differently. You can relate to it differently. And it's very alluring to stay in the patterns that we're in. Those righteous, indignant patterns, you know what I'm talking about? Very alluring. Very alluring, the drama. Very alluring, the victim archetype the temptation for righteousness, the temptation to be right. I know, I know what's best. I know what they should do. They should listen to me. What's it like when people are doing that to you? What's your internal reaction to that? The same goes. That's the reason not to do it. It's irritating to you and to them. It hurts, so to speak. So we have a choice in it. So what if this yin-yang is not just a theory? That it's light and darkness, birth and death, employment and unemployment, marriage and divorce it's going to be both and you don't get to pick you do however get to pick how you relate to it and if you take down this frame that we've been looking through for 2,000 recorded years of good and bad and you look upon it as just what is not good or bad then we can live in relationship to reality, as it is, the universal reality, as it is. So, in our little binary filing system we set up as kids, which was kindness is, which good or bad. Uh, generosity is. Good. Then, what's the what's the implications of this, if we see that as good? and we're the opposite of it as well, then we're bad. What if you didn't mind? What if you accepted that, that I'm not one or the other? I am both and, alpha and omega, light and dark, generous and withholding. What could affect you if you embrace that? so to speak. What would affect you? Nothing. An experience of peace. And then when the world lines up and tells you you're bad, what would be your response? Of course. Okay. I've realized that as well. I'm self-realized there is nothing that I am not I am all that is so if you could not be reactive to the name calling if you couldn't be reactive to the judgments if you had no activated buttons against any concept that somebody could dish out or hand to you what would be your experience of life peace joy acceptance so living your divine inheritance. I can live more joyously, more abundantly. I can serve more joyously, more abundantly. I have the means for that. And I'm so inspired by what you're doing here at the center. It's absolutely fantastic, including this outreach. Like, when's the last time you bought a toy? Last year. (laughs) For this? Think about it. Think about it. What remember what it felt like to buy the toy? Describe it. Fun! Joyous. It's like run out and buy toys. And don't wait till next year. And don't buy one, buy five. For your own sake. Not because some teenager needs it, but because it's your divine right to live joyously. <laughs> That is like your gift to you, for you to buy a toy. (laughs) To imagine what they would do, a painting kit, a drawing kit, a basketball, a musical instrument. What was in your heart to express? What were you dreaming about as a teenager and didn't have the means to get? You get to do it now. You get to make a provision for that. So you get to serve yourself, serve the one and somebody else is benefited by it, the grace of that. And then this is the time, this November, this time of giving thanks, of thanksgiving, of thanksgiving, of thanksgiving, of thanksgiving, to like up the giving, get up in giving, find creative ways to do it. There's so many stories I could tell and tell and tell about people that said, this one woman's coming to mind that she said I am sick of you saying that everything with God is possible everything is not possible we don't have the means that you have I don't have the means that you have I said well what means do you have she had no idea what my salary was at the time it was about thirty five thousand dollars hers was thirty five thousand dollars but because I live abundantly she made up that I had a lot more than she had. And she said, I'm sick of hearing it. I don't want to hear it. And I said, Well, what do you want me to do? How could I support you in this? Because you can stay in that story the rest of your days. She wanted to go on a cruise. That's what she was dreaming of. She wanted to manifest and go on a cruise. And she absolutely believed she couldn't go. And I said, Well, write down your expenses and your income and bring it in. I'm an accountant. By the way, my first degree is in accounting. So I, I'm very. Easy to see certain things in there about where money's leaking off and things like that. And I am also was teaching at the time and educating in the church and in the university Dave Ramsey's financial peace. So I already had the means and all the tools out there ready, pretty ready for her to go. So she brought it in and plopped it down like, here, I can prove it to you. I said, okay, well, let's just see. (laughs) And can you hear, though, how the mind works? I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna prove you I'm right. I've got all the evidence to support my victimhood. I've got all the evidence to support how right I am and how wrong you are. It's like, this was normal. This was her believing. Uh, This was her in her BS, her belief system. I understand it. I'm not immune from it. And I've taken the trip. And I'm still tripping. So I said, well, let's just take it line item by line item. So I said, here, she had a newspaper on there. Now, this was about 15 years ago when people had newspapers. Um, And I noticed another household still has a newspaper. I saw it. Um, But it said newspaper, and it was something like $25. And I said, well, here's one item here. I'm not giving up the newspaper. Just because you don't read a newspaper doesn't mean I'm going to give up a newspaper. I didn't ask you to give up anything. (laughs) I'm just pointing out that you want a newspaper more than you want a cruise. That's all. $25 a month times 12, do the math. Second line item, then she said, wait a minute, um, the truth is I don't even bring that newspaper in. I pick it up off the porch and put it in a recycle bin. But I'm under the belief that I need a newspaper, that I've got to be informed, that I've got to know what's happening, that I'm better off with a newspaper. Line item number two was cable. I said, well, here's your cable. I am not giving up cable. Just because you don't have a TV doesn't mean I'm not going to watch cable. I'm just pointing out you want cable more than you want a cruise. Fifteen years ago it was $80 a month. 80 times 12, 960. The cruise was 560, so that was enough for a cruise and airfare, one line item, right on down. So long story short, she went on the cruise, had a breakthrough, she got a second job working in a mall doing um, um, surveys or something where you walk up and say, have you got a survey? but she did it from a place of shamelessness, a place of guiltlessness. They paid her $25 an hour to do that, whether she got anybody to fill it out or not. She wanted to walk, she wanted exercise. She got that built in there by getting that second job. She also, when we got to about the fourth line item, it was some kind of free spending, which I was teaching that you've got to have some kind of free money, you've got to have some money that you can just blow because you know if you don't allow that for yourself, you'll get really frustrated and feel like you're lacking something and then you won't stay your program. So you build some free money in there, in your, in your financial planning. And she said, uh, this, financial, this free money account though for hers was enormous on a salary that size, to my mind. And I said, what is this line item? Here are your free thing She's, I am not giving up Starbucks. <laughs> and I said, this is, a, this is, a lot of coffee I couldn't believe the math honestly I just couldn't believe it I thought she had like mathematically like been off and she said nope I go every day to Starbucks on my way to work and it was something like eight bucks for coffee and a scone she also wanted to lose weight that was eleven hundred calories in one stop and eight dollars a day times five. Forty times four, 160 a month, times 12. It's mathed out to be about $1,700. Now she didn't care about Starbucks. <coughs> she didn't care, she was not inspired by Starbucks. She also thought she couldn't give to her spiritual community, so she, although she wanted to. She would say, this spiritual community is my rock. This spiritual community has fed me. This spiritual community is where I turn to. It's these people in this spiritual community that walk with me, that pray with me, that play with me, that support my mind, body, soul, and spirit. And I am not giving to them because I believed I didn't have it to give. And she hadn't looked to see that she's giving to things that don't mean an iota to her and not giving to the place that meant the world to her. So it's referred to by spiritual teachers as the money leaks, the money leaks. Energy is money and it leaks off without our consciousness about it instead of us telling our money where to go. (laughs) You see the difference? We look back and go, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Or we look at the beginning and say, this amount goes there. This amount goes there. This amount goes there. It goes to what feeds me. It goes to what's important to me. It goes to what uplifts me. It goes to what matters to me. It goes to what I want to see around for the next hundred years. It goes to what matters, not leaking out. So think about that in this time of Thanksgiving for you before you can radically, I mean, in a a revelation, in a revelation of thinking, break through some of these leaks, break through some of this lack, break through some of this um, diminished way of living to claim back your abundant living, (laughs) to claim back your divine inheritance to abundant living, to abundant joy, to abundant love, love from your heart, Radical, radical love from your heart. Radical, radical creation through your choosing. Radical, radical innovation through your thinking that says what matters to me. And who I would be and who you would be to accept the both and. To no longer be affronted by a concept of not enough or a concept of who's the matter with me, to take back my own power to say, I choose, I choose this. So, not just as a theory of the value of the light in the dark, the dance of the light in the dark, but the reality of it and what the practical implications of it are to me if i continue to see this as bad or good right or wrong then i have cloaked myself in a sabotage of suffering so to lay down the cloak to lay down this old archaic way of being at this altar today say that was just enough for me that was just enough for me. Yeah. Just, that was just just enough. Enough. I have had just enough of this. I've had, had, had just enough, enough of, this of this suffering. Just enough of this way. So turn to somebody by you, look at them right in the eye and tell them, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm you're glad here. You're here. <laughs> now look back to that same person and tell them, however, this message is for me this message is for me this message is for me I have a divine right to live abundantly I have a divine right to live live more joyously joyously. I've chosen chosen. And and I'm choosing again and I begin today I begin today. This is the beginning, like a rebirth here, a beginning, a new day. So hang around. Lunch is provided. You heard that. It's two hours of your life, two hours, 1230 to 230, to just cut in there and see where that bondage of the BS has you. And let's let's cut through that. And to... And support you going out here on, on solid ground with these practices and this way of being. And I know who you are. <laughs> I know what you are. And I know how you serve. And I pray that you step into that. And I will support you any way that I can, with joy, with love. God bless you.